A lot of times, with a hard-to-deal-with, persistently problematic community, we need to get back to the basics of time management with a strong emphasis on goals, actions, and execution. Then repeat it, repeat it, and repeat it. Constantly reminding them, your time and your actions are your happiness. Welcome to Essential Change, the podcast. My name is Richard Jones. I'm an RN with over 30 years of nursing experience. I'm a certified life coach and a health coach. For those who struggle with chronic self-destructive behavior, detrimental procrastination in healthcare treatment, or are in dangerous relapse situations, an approach to essential change must be immediate, practical, and supportive. A better approach must take a leave-no-one-behind attitude. It must intend to deliver life-altering, even life-saving results, and it must be financially ethical and guaranteed results. This podcast is dedicated to those that need essential change, their families, their support systems. It's also dedicated to the healthcare practitioners, the social service professionals, those in law enforcement corrections, and all those who seek to help those in the struggle to better their lives. When you're working with someone in a physically, mentally, or spiritually compromised situation, there's a real good chance that they're having uh, extreme issues with time as they relate to actions. When I first uh, started formulating my approach, uh, talking to a young gentleman, he was complaining to me about the number of things that were not going his way, which is typical. Uh, He had a list of people and circumstances were to blame, and he was going on and on. I asked him, what did you do in the morning? When you first got up, he kind of struggled with the answer. You know, he went to go on to what had happened in the first person he met to complain. And I said, no, no, no. What did you do in the morning when you first got up and you spun around and your foot hit the floor? What did you do? It took him a little while to get where I was going, but he started to he started to gain understanding. that I was looking for a very specific chronology of what happened right after his foot hit the floor. kind of thing could be a little different. It's it's similar to when uh, someone asks you to account for every dime that you spent during the day or if you're dieting, every bite of food that you've taken, logging it down for further review. So it was sort of hard for him to get the gist, but we finally got going. His first impulse was to recite to me specific situations when he got up. But I I said, let's get it back. We want to go back to actual actions. Once we really broke it down, uh, we started. He told me he reached for an open pack of cigarettes, smoked one. That's the first thing he did. Then he went to the restroom. So we were really going back to basics. But soon we discovered that his actions were triggered by actions. All his actions were triggered by habit his first actions, and usually bad habits. And we, as we talked about it, we realized that while he was doing these opening bad habits, his mind was filled with opening bad thoughts. His thoughts were kind of centered around uh, worthless media-driven thoughts, work issues, uh, and the most injurious issues he was worrying about was 
satisfying other people's agendas that was strong on his mind in those first moments, the other people's agendas. Um, everyone's agenda other than himself or any of the helping professionals that were working with him and had given him some good agendas to relieve his pain. So uh, those were the last things on his mind at that time. So in continuing to talk, we realized that he hadn't really focused on any of his personal agendas, any of the agendas set by, set by his helping professionals, until the fourth hour that he was awake. Yet in his mind, he had started working on those important things in the morning. The bottom line here is he was not his priority as it pertained to his most precious resources, time, his actions. His actions showed that his addictive behaviors, his perceptions of his own status, won out over his personal healing or his self-improvement, which he had been talking about with his helping professionals the entire week beforehand. And let's be clear, this is not unusual. As a matter of fact, it's more the rule for people who are consistently at risk, persistently at risk. And this is where they can regain control and multiply the, the effects of all their effort by concentrating on specific time, planning, and actions. And let's be clear again. He was provided some extremely good direction from his social services professionals that were helping him, his medical and his clinical addictions professionals, uh, and people that were mentoring him. But his priority, priorities were not sharpened. He was not committed to his time or his actions, and he made that crucial mistake, not recognizing that his situation called for a much closer inspection of these actions. Let me use the analogy of a doctor discussing with his patient uh, a disease. Let's take diabetes, for example. The doctor will discuss the disease with the patient, uh, signs, symptoms. He will suggest behaviors and foods that will limit the effects of the disease. Um, but the individual requires a little bit more. Uh, the distracted individual hears what the doctor says, uh, and he makes some vague attempts to follow instructions, but most of the time, that's not going to be enough. The doctor is going to need medications, he uses medications to recondition the body systems in order to fight that disease. Um, this is the same way we have to use as a medication for this, for the distracted uh, certain serious applications of time and action. And we need to almost use that as a medication to help recondition, recondition the mind and the body in order to help fight the distractions. And we're basically, basically using this time and action um, conditioning uh, to help set the pace and the direction of the conditioning and also to choke out uh, detrimental behaviors. In other words, the more, you, the more time you spend doing right, the less time you have to do wrong. I recently read a quote, um, quite profound. Easy choices, hard life. Hard choices, easy life. So when you're working with someone uh, who is distracted and uh, it has persistent problems, uh, you begin to dissect their time usage and you begin to replace wasted, unpredictive, unproductive time with choices. And these choices will represent their life-saving goals and their trusting-building goals. 
I like to explain to clients, we need to systematically replace those wasted days, hours, and minutes with choices. These time and action um, shifting exercises must be done daily and consistently, just as medication is taken, reconditioning the mind, the body, and the attention span. We as helping professionals have to realize that those that we deal with with persistent problems are willing to make grave sacrifices for blind comfort. And they will settle to add years to their life instead of adding life to their years. And this is a huge price to pay for not taking advantage of the gift of time. As a helping professional, what you have to realize is that with your best advice, your best PDFs, your best systems that you can offer someone who is in persistent trouble. You have to sometimes think about the fact that they are distracted and they are not actually giving your message the priorities that it deserves. And sometimes initiating those priorities is almost uh, physical in nature. It has to be actually talked about and recognized and explained that these things that we are talking about are not just things to mull over and try to fit into your life. They are to be made a priority, and these priorities must be systematic. We like to talk about this all the time, but the recognition of the problem, the planning and executing of specific actions are what we like to call the right kind of selfishness. And consistently understanding how to apply the right kind of selfishness is exactly what the persistent at-risk individual needs. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of Essential Change, the podcast. Check us out at secondstarts.com, spelled with the number two for show notes and updates on guests or follow-up information. I'd really appreciate it if you could take a moment and give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. And please consider sharing this show with anyone who suffers with detrimental procrastination, poor medical treatment adherence, chronic self-destructive behavior, dangerous relapse, or self-esteem-related failures. And also share with helping professionals such as medical practitioners, correctional and law enforcement, and social service professionals, or anyone who cares. Again, thank you for listening. Let's help someone get well, be well, and stay well. About me are never good. I don't live like the way that I should. Oh, well, I'm in for some fun tonight.